Good morning on this Wednesday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If we misunderstand, or if we give little importance to the understanding of renewing of the mind, we will fall short in many areas in our Christian walk. That's what we're going to look at today. The importance and the place that it holds in our Christian walk with the Lord. In the book of Amos, in chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? In the New Testament, Jesus talked about being yoked together. Take of my yoke and learn of me. Of course, uh, that is one place where we can honestly say we are together. He leads, we walk. But if we have our own opinion, we have our own theory, we have our own way, our own thoughts, then we're not going to be able to walk together because there's going to be a hindrance in our walk. But when the scripture talks about walking together, it talks about walking as a unit uh, or unitedly. Uh, a unit, if we think of the army, we think of a the men march as a unit or the soldiers. <clears throat> or we can talk about other things here in this earth concerning uh, groups of people that work as a unit. We can even uh, consider a, an orchestra, a symphony. They are in harmony. They are a unit. They are totally united. They are alike. They're all at once. Uh, when they play, everybody knows his and her part. And of course, we have to agree. We have to have a, we have to have a fixed point of some sort where we, by agreement, accept what God has said. His word is absolute. There is no ands, ifs, or changes as to what he has said. That's why the scripture places in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 12, it says, be not conformed to this world. And of course, it means to be fashioned or to be made alike. And of course, to be turned into the pattern which the world molds you and then spits you right out. It says, do not be conformed to this world or this age, the age that we're living in, but be transformed, be metamorphosed like a butterfly and a worm by the renewing of your mind that you may be able, it is with a renewed mind that we're able to prove what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect as far as the will of God is concerned. Without that renewing of the mind, we will miss both the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God in our lives. In the book of Ephesians, it says, Be renewed uh, in the spirit of your mind. In the book of uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 18, it says, For this cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. See, we see that this is a process. This is a continual process. This is where an exchanging is constantly taking place. 
we are replacing our way, our thinking with his way and his thinking. The way that God does things is so different than the way we would assume or think that they should be done. It's because his ways are not like our ways. His ways are way higher than ours. And the way that we think is also off course because God doesn't think that way. He thinks a certain way and he wants us to be able to think like he thinks in the aspects of our day-to-day walk with him. It says in verse number 18, 2 Corinthians 4, while we look not at the things that are seen. See, that's part of our natural being. Our mind uh, begins to learn by what we feel, what we touch, what we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we taste. And it begins to learn in the natural. But see, in the spirit, we don't look at things that are seen. We look at the things that are not seen. There's only two things that are not seen, and that is the eternal word of God and God himself. He, these things are not seen, so we have to accept that which uh, is, is not visible to our sight. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. In Philippians 4, uh, 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any character, if there be any power, if there be any excellence or value uh, or praise in these things, uh, if there be any praise, think on these things. And, And when we talk about think on these things, that leads us to the word of meditation. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. It says in Philippians 2, 5, this is very difficult to grasp, but yet this is what the word of God says. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And it it goes on to say in verse 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, of how he being in the form of of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but took on the form of a man, born of a woman. And then, of course, it explains that how God has exalted him and given him a name that is above all names. In 1 Corinthians 2.14, excuse me, uh, yeah, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. So that means that when we are operating by the natural man and the natural mind, not the renewed mind, the transformed mind, but by the natural mind which feeds off what it sees, what it hears, what it touches, what it smells, what it tastes, then we are going to limit ourselves and we are going to put a limit on God because that is not the way he does things. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. And they are. God says, given it shall be given. And we say, no, no, no. We got to stock up as much as we can because, you know, then, then, see, that's contrary thinking. Or the, the natural man says, hey, 
you're my enemy and, you know, I'm, I'm going to do you first. I'm going to do you in before you have an opportunity to do anything to me. See, that's the natural man thinking. You, you, you curse me, I'll curse you. you. You pluck an eye out, I'll pluck both of your eyes out. This is the natural man. And today you can see that the natural man responds to almost every circumstance in his life with rage, with ungratefulness, with unthankfulness, with unholiness. All of these are characteristics of the times and the days that we live in that Jesus said that men would be living in this condition. They would not. They would not glorify God. They would not accept God. They would rebel against God in every possible way. They would speak in hypocrisies. Their conscience are seared with hot irons. All of these things in their lives are meant to be a blessing, but they in turn turn them to be a curse. But the scripture clearly warns us that all these things would be happening, all these things would be taking place, and that man would be very different. Look, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it begins in this way. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be uh, lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, and then it says in verse number 5, this is the one that really is a clincher. Having a form of godliness, but denying the dunamis, the power thereof, from such turn away. So this is what is described by the apostle where the natural man will not receive the things of God. They're spiritually discerned. But it says in 1 Corinthians 2.15, the verse after that, But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. And verse 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? Awesome words, but we have the mind of Christ. How do we get to a place where we begin to think God's thoughts and act God's ways? It begins through meditation. Meditation simply means you think upon that word that God has spoken, what God has said, and you have it go over and over and over and over, down deep inside your spirit, down deep inside your soul and in your mind. Day and night, think upon these things. Let them become a part of you. Let them be so real that you don't have to react, but you simply respond you act upon these things because, in other words, no, normally when somebody is frightened or when there's a certain reaction, something causes them to react or act a certain way. Well, when we are trained in the Word of God by His Spirit in us, 
there is a tendency of responding almost automatically. As soon as the devil said to Jesus, hey, convert these stones into bread, he says, man shall not live by bread alone. He didn't have to, oh, wait a minute, you know, let me think, let me see what the Bible says. He already had it in him. When the devil says, jump off of this and throw yourself off of here, the angels of God will come in. And he says, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. And then the devil says, I'll give you all of this, all these kingdoms. If you'll just bow down and worship me, you shall only worship the Lord your God. And he is to be worshipped in spirit and in truth. Now, let me introduce, as we're, we're getting along this line, something for tomorrow on Thursday. Because I know I won't be able to cover it all today. But... Here is an example. When a person first comes to Christ and he repents, just as John said, John the Baptist, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus appears on the scene with the power of the Holy Spirit in his life. And he says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, Then all of a sudden, we come to Peter preaching his first message, his first sermon there to the people uh, that are going to be saved and that are saved, those first 3,000. And they asked him, sirs, what must we do to be saved? And of course, you know, he preaches his second sermon. He says, repent. And the word repent there, right off the top, means think differently. To think differently or afterwards. In other words, afterwards have a different thought or reconsider. When we repent, we think At that moment, we didn't think our sins were a big issue. All of a sudden, we realize that we need them to be forgiven. All of a sudden, we realize that God is alive. He does exist. Whereas before, we may have denied Him or maybe been atheists or agnostics. And all of a sudden, He makes Himself real to us. Our thinking begins to change the moment that we begin the process of repentance. It is a process because we need to renew the mind on a regular basis because we think so differently against God and our ways are so contrary to the way he does things. So tomorrow we'll be talking about repenting. And then the word convert it means to reverse or revert back To do a complete revolution or there to be a revolution like a gear that is spinning on a a clock. And then it talks about remission, having our sins blotted out. Refreshing times that come from the Lord. Return of Jesus, the receiving of Jesus into heaven and the restitution of all things. All of these just happen to actually be ours. I find it interesting. Makes it easier to remember. But join us tomorrow as we talk about these things and see how they're all related to a renewed mind, meditating on the Lord, and knowing how His Word becomes alive and true in us. But until then, keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth near. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, Amen.